When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Win in Romance, your place for romance stuff. Well, romance novels. Right? Yes. I mean, <laughs> at least, at the very least, we are your place for that. We're, we're the place for that. I am Jess. And I am Trisha. And we have lots of great things to talk to you about today. And I do mean great. We were just exclaiming about how, at least today, when we're recording, this is the Thursday before its release. There's lots of good stuff to talk about and nobody to yell at. So good job, Romance Landia. Well done. It seems like we might have a, I mean, God willing, fingers crossed. We'll see how the next hour goes. But this might be a rant-free episode, uh-huh. a fury-free episode, just full of delight, Jess. We might be wall-to-wall delight this week. Ah, uh, I love it. I mean, well, we do have, so we were going to do a, uh, we were going to do a correction. Do yes. you want to do a correction and um, a couple of small things? Because this is the thing. This is the other thing that's weird. We have like small and medium sized things this week. Yeah. This is just a, it's an adventure this week. It's an adventure. So we do a, a new kind a of thing. A little stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's start with the correction because it's been a while. Uh, like I two, actually was thinking two that too. A month, maybe. Um, we haven't had to do a correction in a really long time, which I think is actually pretty great. That is pretty great. Um, but this, mm-hmm. and this one isn't like a, a well, it's a factual correction, but it's not like a huge factual correction. Elizabeth Mm-mm. Kingston did reach out to us after the last um, podcast release and explained that she was not a romance scholar, which I called her. Um, she's just passionate about the subject. So I'm glad for her passion. We appreciate her teaching us whether she has the degree in romance studies or not. Uh, so, well, and to be fair, like she's also not some rando off the street, right? Yes. Like she didn't just wander into this conference or convention and start talking about Romance. I appreciate that she's making the distinction that she did not, like, get a PhD, and she is not studying romance professionally. But she knows her stuff, and so I think credit where it's due. I also think sometimes that makes the information a lot more accessible for people. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, technically, yes, we are issuing this correction. However, Elizabeth Kingston is still a badass. She still knows a lot of things, and her uh, piece that she put together is still great still great thank you okay oh and she was lovely by the way she was very very nice when she didn't she was very nice when she reached out oh yeah definitely (laughs) so so that's cool so that's cool um we're doing a a giveaway yes yes we are have you looked at these books Jess? book right is doing uh we're doing a giveaway of 15 of the best new mysteries of the year so far all from diverse authors, um, people of color, and LGBTQ authors. And the giveaway is open until May 9th. So you, assuming that you listen to your When in Romance podcast as soon as it hits your podcast feed. We know you do. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Then you got like a couple of days, so hop on. 
Um, and I, so this is a thing we can talk more about another time, but I can't listen to mysteries in the, or I can't read mysteries in the winter. So mm-hmm. I have not actually read any of these books. I don't know if you have, um, Jess, but they, it's, it's very exciting. There's 15 of them. Um, and you can go to bookriot.mysterygiveaway to enter. Sounds have you good. seen these titles? I have put several of them on my to read list. I can't nice. say that I have read them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's my life. Like, yeah. Colin, the story of Jessica Pride. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah. it's nice that you already have like your memoir sort of essentially just set up and ready to go. I, I haven't read that. it yet, but I want to. That's really mm-hmm. the name of my future memoir. Yep. The Jess Pride story. Yep. <laughs> Um, but no, they actually, and uh, we are not obviously the um, mystery podcast, but um, you should check that one out too. Red or Dead is great. Mm-hmm. And I actually have read more mysteries because of it. And so even though I haven't read any of the ones on this list, you should definitely check that podcast out, check these books out, and you could get 15 free books. Like right? I don't know why you would not do this. Who doesn't want that? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so that's awesome. So that's great. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, once again, sorry. It's bookriot.com slash mystery giveaway to enter. Excellent. We'll also link to it in the show notes, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Because Trish is awesome at that. <laughs> I mean, full book riot or full, full show notes are always on Book Riot. The abbreviated version will be in your podcatcher, but go to go to Book Riot. Get, get the whole thing. You might as well. Yeah. Lots of fun. Okay. Shall we do the first thank you? Yes, I would love to. I'm actually really excited about this. Okay, so our first sponsor this week is Geekerella by Ashley Poston, published by Quirk Books. Uh, and this book was actually not really on my radar because I am not a huge YA person, but this is sort of a YA romance, and I'm really excited that they're sponsoring because I am very glad that it is now on my radar. So here is the story. Uh, Cinderella goes to the con in Geekerella, a fandom-fueled YA twist on the classic fairy tale the classic fairy tale here being Cinderella. Perhaps you've heard of it. Uh, So, right? Yeah. So Elle lives and breathes Starfield, which is the classic sci-fi series she grew up watching. When she sees a cosplay contest for the new movie, she has to enter. The prize is an invitation to the cosplay ball and a meet and greet with the actor slated to play Prince... Uh, sorry, I got a little distracted. Uh, Carminder, I think is how it is pronounced. I don't want to mispronounce the name of the prince in <laughs> Starfield because it feels really important. Um, so, teen actor Darian Freeman has dreamed of playing Prince Carminder, but Starfield fans have already written him off as another dumb heartthrob. P.S. We have not talked that much about my trope tonight, but I think it might be this. Like, <laughs> guys that get written off but turn out to actually be... Like, very smart or very talented or ideally both. Whatever, we can come back to that at a different time. But yes, anyway, I need to know all those of a sudden, for you. Yeah, yeah my, like, my radar all of a sudden went up. I was like, oh, wait, what? He's been written off, but all of a sudden he's actually great. Anyway, as the con approaches, Darian feels more and more like a fake until he meets Elle. So, uh, reminiscent of Rainbow Rowell's fangirl, this modern Cinderella retelling is set in a world of cell phones and comic conventions, which, is there anything that could be more in the wheelhouse of Book Riot than, like, the cell phone comic convention, you know, love story? Mm -hmm. Yes, Jess, there is, because it gets better. Cinderella (laughs) is an ordinary teen counting down the days till graduation, Prince Charming is a young Hollywood actor, and the Magic Pumpkin is a vegan food truck run by an unlikely godmother. And they mean that literally. If you go and look at the cover of this book, it has the food truck, the magic pumpkin, 
on the front of it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of amazing. Uh, this book was a, um, this book being Geekerella, obviously, was a <laughs> spring 2017 kids ending next list pick. It was one of BN, which is Barnes & Noble, but I don't know if they like, if so it's one of BN Teen Blog's most anticipated indie YAs of 2017. I was having a moment of being like, old when I was like, do they call it BN or can I say Barnes and Noble? I don't know. I apologize to all of the youth out there if I did that wrong. But the point is that it was one of their most uh, anticipated indie YAs of 2017. And it was a 2017 Goodreads Choice Award finalist for Best Young Adult Fiction. Uh, The paperback edition of the book features a brand new bonus story from Starfield, which I even got a little bit excited about that. I was like, I don't even know what Starfield is. It's a made up thing. (laughs) that is for this book but I kind of want to read this short story so anyway um, we're super excited about that the book is available now we will link to it in the show notes that's again Geekarella by Ashley Poston published by Quirk Books and many thanks to them for sponsoring When in Romance super thanks and you want to know a secret Trisha yes this was one of my five star books of 2017 (gasps) I loved that book so much and I'm so excited (sighs) about the paperback I own it in hardcover I will be buying the paperback for that extra story. You bet your life on it. That's the thing. Like, I don't even, I'm not really a sci-fi person necessarily either. And I even, I want to read the story. I don't know anything about this. All right. Well, you know, like it has all of, like, it has like seven of my tropes. So. Well, and you do not give like a lot of five stars, Jess. I don't, I don't. But this one. So this is. What? I already have all kinds of stars and highlighting all over this ad copy. I'm putting more stars on it now. <laughs> it invoked a lot of feeling. <laughs> Let me just right. say that. Oh, okay, great. I'm very excited about this. I mean, I was already excited about it. <laughs> now I'm kind of thinking I might leave you to do the rest of the podcast. I'll just go read this. Let's no, you have happens. to stay with me. We have I know. to talk right, about fine. stuff. I know. It's actually, I will because we have such a delightful podcast ahead of us. We all right. Do. Okay, wonderful. Okay. Speaking of which, where should we go next? What do you want to do? Let's talk about the most recent awards news. Oh my gosh. It's so exciting. Yeah. We're, you you start because actually I, I feel a little bad. <laughs> I don't actually feel bad because <laughs> I feel actually really good about the side eye that we had for um, these particular awards earlier <laughs> because it was not about the nominees. It was about the ridiculousness of the categories. Right. Stand by. Right. But feel free to talk about how all of this actually turned out great. Well, Every, I mean, it all turned out great because I was very satisfied with a lot of the winners, if we're going mm-hmm. to be honest, because yeah. uh, like you, you have all heard my, I don't, what's the word? Complete extillation of <laughs> Alyssa Cole as an author, as a human being, as a cat owner. Uh, maybe not the cat owner Oh my part. God. <laughs> No, seriously, I'm not even a cat person, and she has this kitten. It was like, especially, I want to say in like March or April, whenever she got that kitten, Mm -hmm. like she would just post pictures of it on Twitter and Instagram. It was the thing that got me through like a very difficult two or three week period. I was just like, go on there and find pictures of Tico, the kitten. Yes. Um, Sorry, but that we got distracted. We can go back to the awards now. Um, So I'm with you. Yes. Alyssa Cole, kitten, (laughs) thumbs up. So on May 1st, RT Book Reviews announced their, not May 1st. What day was that? Maybe it was Uh, May 1st. It might have been May 1st. I'll look at that. I'll look for that. You find the. Announced uh, their um, Reviewer's Choice and Career Achievement Awards. Um, 
their career achievement awards is really across the board. They've got um, a lot of really great people that they've recognized. Um, Lori Foster, Rochelle Allers. I think that's how you say her last name. Is it Allers? I think so, but I'm not sure. If Um, we're wrong, Rochelle, just let us know. We'll fix it. Totally. Um, In series romance, which, I mean, if you've ever picked up anything Kimani, you have seen her name. She is just so prolific and awesome. Um, Nalini Singh, who yes, I am actually really behind on her writing, as in I have read one of her books and it was not one of the paranormals. So I've I've actually like put it on my on my list to read the first Side Change Link book really soon because I own it. So I might as well go for it. It's so good. Um, it's so good. I keep hearing. And by the way, you are you are correct. May first is when uh, the awards came out. Mm. So good job. Yeah. We'll link to those two. So they they do career achievement awards in several categories instead of, you know, just the like lifetime award for one person each year, um, which is also great. We like those two, but it's really cool that they do um, category career achievement awards because that means they can recognize more people who do very different things. Um, yeah. So good work on that. Congrats to all of the career achievement um, recipients. I'll just run down the line because we have time. Um, con- yeah. Contemporary romance was Laurie Foster. Inspirational romance was Rachel Hoke. Paranormal was Nalini Singh. Erotic romance was Shayla Black. Romantic suspense, Christina Dodd. Urban fantasy was Anne Bishop. Fantasy romance was C.L. Wilson. Suspense was Catherine Coulter, um, who has a really long career in suspense romance. Um, or suspense in general. A series romance, like I said, was Rochelle Allers. Historical romance was Elizabeth Hoyt. Thriller fiction was F. Paul Wilson. Mainstream was Wendy Wax. And young adult was Deb Coletti. So awesome careers and a lot of books that I'm going to have to go look up now. Um, yeah, huge, huge congrats to those folks. Yeah. And then, of course, I scrolled and got to the book of the year and, like, stopped and screamed and kept going. Um, Why, Jess? What was it? (laughs) The book of the year of 2017 was Alyssa Cole's An Extraordinary Union, which you have all heard me talk about over and over again. And if you read kissing books, I have found every way possible to mention it. Um, except so, it, so you're on board then I, you're in favor of <laughs> very much in favor of that. Also, as a side note, did you see the Buzzfeed article about Alyssa Cole and her King Kensington peeps who got the loyally going with the cover yes. of the third book? Isn't it beautiful? It's amazing. We will link to that and not even because we're going to certainly spend a lot of time talking about it, but just cause it's rad. It's rad. Like I can, like I could just. If I just talked about it as a second category, it would just be about how awesome all of those people are. So, Trisha, let's make a note for the future to just, like, find people to talk about in romance publishing that we think are really cool. (laughs) I would actually really like to talk to... Um, I, oh, I feel terrible because I can't think of her name off the top of my head. The Kensington publicist or editor who is in that uh, piece. Mm -hmm. Oh... I have to now look for it and find it. Uh, I will. Okay. I'll track that down and we'll, we'll mention it, but I almost feel like we should have her on the podcast. Like, I think it would be so interesting to talk to her about how she works and what it is like to be an 
editor and do this kind of work. I so, could get behind that. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll Stay see. tuned, everybody. Yeah. Who knows what who knows what we still have to come here in <laughs> Wedding Romance 2018. You get to experience brainstorming live. Well, not live. Exactly. But. Right. Well, <laughs> exactly. It's live for us. That's the other thing. We are unedited. Someone asked me once, they were like, how much editing do you get? No, none. We no. have Kyle, who is our wonderful sound editor. But in terms of cutting out all of this part where we're just just spitballing, that's 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 real. That's real, you guys. Yep. Um, there were also some, I, I think some other books that I was really excited about that I read last year. I mean, I was actually just generally excited about a lot of these books, but mm-hmm. Wrong to Need You by Alicia Rye, um, yep. which was a best contemporary romance pick, uh, The Duchess Deal by Tessa Dare, which was, uh, I think historical, historical love and laughter. Love and- yeah, that's what I had written down. I was like, can that be a category? Yes. I remembered what we were talking about. I was like, yes, it can. Yes, it can. Um, and I'm really glad I, because, like, historical romance of the year went, again, to an extraordinary union. But I really love fun books. So mm-hmm. I was excited to see Tessa Dare show up because her books are so ridiculously fun and I love them. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I actually was really excited, too. About It was funny because uh, the day before this list came out, I lent my copy of On Second Thought by mm-hmm. Kristen Higgins to a friend of mine because she was just looking at She was like, I just need a book. I'm not really sure what I'm looking for. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. I was like, here, read this book, On Second Thought by Kristen Higgins, <laughs> which won for mainstream fiction um, because it was marketed more in the, let's call it contemporary fiction because you know how I feel about the term women's fiction. Uh-huh. Um, but it, the book is so good. Kristen Higgins is a, a great writer who is not a pretentious writer. Oh, that's you, And so I think, I don't know, I hope that doesn't sound like a dig, but I think it's just, it was that was one of my favorite books of 2017. And I, um, the, her relationship, she writes just such great relationships. Mm-hmm. And so as much as I love her romance, I think she's also just a really good contemporary fiction writer. And that book is about two sisters who are both um, sort of struggling with, unexpected transition and uh it's not really a spoiler because it happens in like the first chapter if not like the first paragraph of this book one of them uh loses her uh partner unexpectedly and um so there's tragedy in this book but it's still also really funny and great right like Kristen Higgins does that better than maybe anybody I can think of off the top of my head that balance of this is funny and also really really sad feels very real because nothing in life is all of one or all of the other, right? Mm-hmm. Like nothing is either all terrible or all fun. She just finds that balance really well. So I was really happy to see that. And then, like I said, Wrong to Need You was one of my favorite books I read last year too. The Duchess yeah. Deal, I was a little behind on, but I read it this year. It's one of my favorite books I've read this year so far. Yeah. Um, and then Till Death by Jennifer Amitraut, like, is a book that has been on my TBR for a while. So like you, I'm, I'm bumping that one up on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about a lot of these books. It's, I feel like for, <laughs> after uh, a few different rounds of, wow, this is a di- disappointing list of books, we finally got a list that was not a disappointing list of books. Absolutely. And I'm just going to throw out there, like, Christine Feehan was one of my earliest paranormal romance authors. Like, I think I picked up um, the Carpathian vampires in, uh, like, freshman year of college because my friend had found them after running out of Laurel K. Hamilton books to read. Um, so, like, she is one of those, those like, key 
touchstones in my like history of reading paranormal romance, which I'm trying to bring back into my life because mm-hmm. I haven't really been. And I, I, I've noticed on Twitter that a lot of people are trying to bring it back into their lives. Um, nice. And I happen to read Bound Together randomly, even though I have read nothing else in this combination of series, because it's actually like the joining of two separate series, the Sea Haven series and the Sisters of the Heart. And I was really fascinated by like everything that was happening in the book. Confused, but fascinated. Um, there's like these Russian telepathic motorcycle gang guys and sure and all of them need love affection and support from someone because they're all like big hearted but hard bodied you know that kind of obviously (laughs) you know they're they're angry and they they just want to make sure to keep the brotherhood together but they're they've all got like really soft hearts and don't know how to deal with it and make bad choices sometimes um and then like the witch sisters are all like really strong women who have like all of these thoughts and backgrounds that I don't understand because like I said this is the first one I picked up in the series and it's just like I'm kind of glad that one because it put it back on my radar so I can remember to talk about it well I think that's awesome (laughs) I like it so Bound Together by Christine Feehan was the paranormal romance winner of these awards and Thank you for bringing Christine back into my life, RT. So we're we're adding that to your TBR, everybody. Just so you know. <laughs> just so you know. Be ready. Yeah. Um. All right. Any other? Um. So again, uh, as much as as much as we were happy to tease the good people at RT a bit, and we probably will continue to because I still think these categories are amazing. Absolutely. Uh, I love young adult and young adult protagonist. Like, those are my favorites. I just, yeah, I don't understand. Like, how come no other thing gets a protagonist? I don't know. I, I don't know. But that's cool. That's fine. Good for, good for them. Mm-hmm. All good. Um, so anyway, we are very excited about those and many, many congratulations. We didn't mention every winner because there actually are a lot of winners, Mm -hmm. um, which is great. And, uh, but we're very excited to, um, to see that list. We're very excited to celebrate, uh, from our own individual homes with them, even though we had nothing to do with it, but good for them. We're really happy for those folks. Uh, yes, we are. Absolutely. (laughs) Sorry, I'm still doing the thing where I'm trying to find the name of this <laughs> editor. I will find it. I have now found the article, and I just can't find the editor. Okay, that's fine. We'll get there. We believe in um, you. Thank you. I don't. You're for uh, as as it often is. Your faith in me might be misplaced, but I appreciate that. <laughs> I do what I can. Oh, I found it. Uh, senior editor Essie Sogai Saga. I feel terrible because I don't know how to pronounce her name. Usually I go on YouTube and try to find a video that I pronounce things correctly. Um, so we will link to this post and you will be able to see it. But uh, the last name is S-O-G-A-H. She sounds super fascinating and like she's brilliant and wonderful and just recruiting all the best authors to do all of the best work over at Kensington. So she really huge is. hats off mm-hmm. to her and to Kensington for all the great work they're doing. But we will, like I said, even though it's tangential, we will we will link to this great post and you can read all about it absolutely all right we're like just working through a whole list of things this is like our potpourri episode we are what do you want to do next jess um well while we're on the subject of rt (gasps) oh 
Well, that's, that's such a good transition. You're so good at this. <laughs> I try. I do my best. Oh man. oh, man. You should you should really think about doing this podcast hosting long term. Long term. Really we'll see what yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So two weeks from now, actually, so we are recording on May 3rd. Two weeks from now on May 17th, because I think that's 14 and 3 is 17. Yeah. yeah Jess and I are going right. to be recording from Reno, Nevada at RT, and we are super excited about it. We so we are. thought we'd talk for a second about conventions and festivals and those sorts of book things. Um, also, I will say, and I'm sure we'll say this again, if you're going to be at RT, would you please let us know? Absolutely. I don't know. Maybe we'll do like a coffee hour or a happy hour or both hours. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure it out. But we'd love to get to meet everybody and you know, hang out. Maybe I'll wear my Book Riot t-shirt. I'm wearing it now. I was telling Jess before the podcast. I don't know if that's like a faux pas, like you're not supposed to listen to the band that you're going to the concert for on the way to the concert, but I don't know. I feel good about it. I'll probably be cold, so I'll definitely have on my hoodie. I mean, it's just a thing. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, so I have been to RT before and you have not, but you've been to a bunch of other book festivals and things. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... I will say this about RT. I think it is very, very fun. I, one of my favorite things about it is that I, so I do not work in, in books as my day job. So when I go to RT, um, being the Romantic Times convention happening, uh, May, I want to say like 15th 15th through 20th, 20th, I think. Nicely done in Reno, Nevada. So when I go to that, it's kind of a, it's sort of a vacation for me in some ways. And it's one of the things that I like about it and one of the reasons that I spend some of my vacation time there is that I love just – and you can tell me if this is like this with other book cons, Jess, but or festivals. I love how excited everyone is to be there. Absolutely. Like this is just a group of people who are really excited about a thing. Like in this case, it is romance novels, romance fiction. Mm-hmm. And they just all want to be there. Some of them want to write it. All of them want to read it. Even the authors are readers of it. Like it's it's just people kind of coming together to just sort of talk about like, yeah, this is how I write beta males and this is how I write, you know, male male fiction or romantic suspense or paranormal or this is why I think we should have more feminism in romance. Or you know, like it's just a very fun situation where you get to just kind of talk and hang out with people who are all just genuinely excited to be there. Mm-hmm. That is my favorite thing about it. And I I am excited to be around that many people who love romance. Like, mm-hmm. I, I work in a library system and, you know, it, there is a broad range of people with the broad range of ideas and a broad range of likes. And everyone is entitled to their likes, but there are a lot of people that I see on a regular basis who don't have that same love and appreciation for romance that I do. And it's it's going to be great to be surrounded by those people. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there definitely are people, I think, who maybe um, are interested in different things. Mm-hmm. And I think there are people who... <laughs> You know, there's always that handful of people that take themselves more seriously than everyone else. And that's fine. You do you. One of my tips for people is always to know what your expectations are and what you want Mm -hmm. before you go so that you can figure out like what, like I said, I know that for me, this is a, a pretty low stakes situation. I go because I like it and I think it's fun and it's cool to get to talk to people who are excited about the same things as I am. I'm not trying to publish a book this year or in 2019 or whatever. And so 
I'm, I don't need to do agent things or, you know, whatever else. Um, I end up going to a lot of the author, like prospective author targeted events just because I'm interested in those conversations. Mm-hmm. Like I'm interested in hearing what different people think. But I also know that there are people who are interested in those things and that's awesome. Like everybody should kind of do the thing that they want. But yeah, the, the tie that binds is definitely that people are excited about romance. Um, and I, like I said, I, yeah, I think it's fun. Yeah. I'm excited. I mean, I am that I am that planner who has been going onto the agenda trying to figure out what on earth I'm doing for three days since the agenda was published. Mm-hmm. And I by the time we get there, I will have a well-detailed schedule of every day with options in case I get overwhelmed or just can't figure out what on earth I'm doing. <laughs> do you have do you have the app yet? Have you downloaded the app? I have not. I've been waiting oh. because I know once I do, I will not leave it alone. I'll just be mm, looking at it okay. over and over again. So I want to get some work done, you know, at my job before yeah, that. That's appropriate. It's appropriate. <laughs> I will say the app is very good. So when the time comes, do feel free to to dig in. Um, but the other thing too is, and I think, so I've been a couple of times now mm-hmm. and I, I did a much better job last year in Atlanta than I did the year before in Vegas of like sort of saying, I don't know if I'm super excited about anything in this time block. So I'm going to take a nap because I want to do the evening thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, you kind of have to make sure that you do those things. Also, I'm not going to tell you exactly every single RT specific tip that exists in the world, partly because someone else has already done that. (laughs) If you uh, are looking for those tips, you should track down the smart bitches, trashy books podcast. It's not called that. It's called, uh, what is it? The podcast is called something else. Um, I don't remember exactly what the podcast is called now. I almost Uh, always refer to it as their full name podcast. Yeah. And I can't figure out now. Now I have to like look in my library and find what it's called. But anyway, they have done, um, and our friend Amanda Deal, who also writes for Book Riot, Mm -hmm. has um, been writing with them and working with them for a long time. Um, And so she is part of this too, but they bring in all of their main contributors and uh, sort of do a, this is what you should know about RT and this is what you should do. And actually, uh, and it's great, great advice. So go track that down and find it and listen to it if you are kind of stressed out and trying to figure out what you want to do. Um, but the best tip, the best, best tip, I will give you this, that I have gotten, oh, it's Smart Podcast Trashy Books. That's what it's called. <laughs> that makes um, sense. Yeah, probably because of the word that I use that maybe I wasn't supposed to. Eh. Oh, well, we'll find. <laughs> Hopefully Apple doesn't catch that. That's fine. That's one. Um, the, the best, best tip that I ever got from them is, um, I'm pretty sure it was Sarah who said, you, so this is a thing you should know about RT. There are a lot of free books to be had. Mm-hmm. I want to say, so as a blogger and reviewer, I probably have gotten more. Like I probably had access to maybe between like 25 and 40. Like I brought back a lot of books. But even if you are not a blogger and reviewer, you can easily walk away with, I mean, easily without even trying, probably like 20 books. Mm-hmm. So her tip was put a bag a smaller bag inside of your larger luggage. Mm-hmm. And then that way you have a second bag that you can just use to bring back books. And especially if you're flying like Southwest, which I am, then your bags fly free. So you can just add that second bag on. So 
um, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before. You know how like if you go to Victoria's Secret sometimes and you spend more than, I don't know, like $75 or you buy two bras or whatever, they are like, here's a bag from the Victoria's Secret fashion show or whatever. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I've know. definitely yeah. seen stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. See, like it's just weird random stuff. So I have this weird like duffel bag from like the 2014 Victoria's Secret fashion show <laughs> that the first year, I think it was the first year that I went, I stuck in my bag. I was like... I don't know if this free book thing is real, but I'm bringing this just in case. The free book thing was real. And so I filled like my regular suitcase, but then I had this duffel bag, this Victoria's Secret fashion show duffel bag full of books that I brought back. And I was at, this is the best part. I was at the DCA, the um, Washington Reagan National Airport, uh, waiting for my bags because I had checked them. And like, so finally my bag, my Victoria's Secret fashion show bag comes around on the like little terminal thing. Mm-hmm. And the, um, the guy next to me like sees it and like, it's a Victoria's Secret fashion show bag. So he kind of like snickers and like rolls his eyes. I looked at the guy, I was like, yeah, and it's full of romance novels. And I like wrap <laughs> it and like walked away. Um, it is probably my proudest airport moment. That is the but best the point story. Of that story <laughs> like the point of the story is bring a duffel bag, fill it with romance novels, and then, um, feel free to get kind of sassy with all of the people that judge you in the airport. Sounds great. That is, but for more tips like that, feel free to listen to smart podcast, trashy books. They really have, uh, they've done, I think at least an episode or two, maybe longer than that, but for the last few years they've been doing it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. But like I said, if if you're going to be there, let us know. What other are you, you've been to like many, many cons and festivals. Are there other tips that you have, Jess? I, I have them, and they're probably some of those things that you're going to hear um, if you listen to that podcast or you go to any, like, tips for things. It's, you know, pace yourself. Don't be upset if you don't go to something that you wanted to. Um, I am I am not only an introvert, but I have not severe anxiety, but enough that I suffer from overwhelm really easily so like take breaks eat food that kind of thing like do not push yourself um even if there are 50 authors that you want to see in an hour because that is a thing that happens on saturday oh yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, which kind of frightens me but I'm, i'm going for it um nice lean in yeah. Another thing, I think someone else recommended it to me, and it's it's something that you do if you go to professional conferences a lot. Um, I had these adorable little moo cards made that just have like my name, my Twitter handle, my email, and like why I'm giving you my card. So I have, you know, when in romance, kissing books, that kind of thing on it. But I, people have just given me like this great contact card that's like I like you let's get connected but instead of trying to figure out each other's Twitter handles in the middle of a hallway here's my card and it has my Twitter handle my email address my Instagram like all of that stuff and that's all it is like if you're a reader and you don't write and you don't review then it's just a way to connect with people without having to think too hard yeah and this is my reminder to not forget those on my desk where they are currently sitting good thinking yeah, yeah. and I actually and so I had cards uh, a couple of years ago and then some of my contact information changed so I actually recently got blank cards mm-hmm. because and, and I'll just spend a little time between now and then sticking you know some information on them so like if you if you don't feel like you want to go to the trouble of getting cards made, that's an option too. Like there's I mean mine have 
some random thing on the front. I'm sure, I don't know, <laughs> Google like business cards you can put your own thing on or whatever. I'll see if I can figure out what mine are. You can get the same brand. We can be twins. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you don't feel like you want to go to WordPress or, off- or Office Depot, whatever the things are that make cards, you have options. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. Cause I definitely had some like professional business cards that I took to a conference and realized like a week before I left that they had the wrong phone number because I had lost my phone and changed um, providers. So I had a new mm-hmm. phone number and I had to like go over each one with a Sharpie and write my name, my new number on each of them. Um, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. So the ones that I have are, uh, they're uh, by a company that I don't know that I can actually say the name of it because it is not spelled like it sounds, but it's going to sound like it includes a curse word. <laughs> so it's spelled um, Caligra, and then it's P-H-U-C-K. Uh, so Caligra P-Huck is what we will say. That is, that's probably how it's pronounced. I can only imagine. That sounds great. Um, yeah. So find yourself some calling cards. Like I said, we could be twins. Awesome. Awesome. And, you know, like, okay, so I live in Tucson, which is home to the third largest book festival in the country. And it's a lot. So, you know, I might be thinking far bigger than RT, which is not the third largest book festival in the world. But like, like every time I prepare for that, which is two days of nonstop everything all the time, it's always, you know, know who you want to see, know what you want to do. Make sure that you have access to books that you might not have brought with you because I live in the same city and still don't like take books to get signed by authors. I'll usually just buy a new copy. Um, Mm -hmm. So no, like, whether you want to do that. I was reading, what was it? The email from the, um, who are those people? The people, the coordinators who talk about, you know, what bags you can take and all of that. And you can take books to be signed, but do you really want to walk around with them all day? (laughs) Ask yourself those kinds of questions because eventually you, you might have different answers. Yeah. Even if you're not a planner, it might be worth taking an hour just to sort of like plan at least some of what's most important to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like I said, if you're going to be there, let us know. Absolutely. And watch our um, social media so that if we end up doing some sort of a meetup or something, you can find us Mm -hmm. and come and meet up. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to be great. Two weeks from now. Be excited, everybody. Absolutely. Um, Oh, and if you do have specific questions, let us know. Like hit us up with those too. Um, And we will see what we can do to either give you the answers that we know or find them from people who know better. Absolutely. Trisha probably knows the most, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think a lot of the universal book festival knowledge is pretty applicable across the board. I don't I think the nice thing about this Jess is that we bring different kinds of information. Okay. So yeah. So good for us. Yeah. Yay. You guys have a, a whole, you have access to all of these different kinds of information. High five. High five. Across the podcast, across three time zones. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, we should thank another um, sponsor. We should. Thank- All right. Thank you to The Look of the Bride, an exquisite new Regency romance by Jana McGregor. Um, this is a, um, gosh, 
So let's let's go with the synopsis first because that's probably the easiest way to describe this book. Um, I feel like the, yeah, a synopsis does in many ways tend to be the easiest way. I feel like that's great. I yeah. like it. Yeah. Um, March Lawson is an orphan who has struggled to raise her siblings on a meager allowance. Instead of preparing to find a husband like most women her age, she must devote her energies to the cold-hearted skinflint who refuses to release her inheritance. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, so when Michael Cavinsham, the Marquis of McAlpin, McAlpin, I don't know. Uh, learns, yeah, we're having, yeah, names are hard this week. <laughs> names are hard this week. Learns that Miss Lawson has been forging his name to procure funds. He can't bring himself to have the beautiful embezzler arrested. Instead, he visits her home to assess the situation. Can March manage the handsome trustee who controls her purse strings when he tugs at her heartstrings as well? I love that. I love synopsis writers. I want to be one of you someday. Please teach me your ways. That's amazing. That's so great. Side note, my answer is, my guess is yes, she can. But who knows? (laughs) Who knows? I mean, managing is all, all about tugging on all the strings. It's true. All right. Um. Well, that sounds very exciting. I uh, I need a little more Regency romance in my life. I maybe I've been thinking about what uh, I've, I'm already thinking about what I'm going to read on the plane mm-hmm. to RT because I actually have two planes because nothing flies direct to Reno. Uh, so I don't even I'm, think I fly direct to Reno, and it's like directly north of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll be so. We'll have to compare notes on what we maybe that's what we'll do in two weeks. Jess, we'll compare notes on what we read on the plane. Absolutely. But for me, I feel like this book could be it. Well, you go ahead and try it out. It seems like there's some really interesting things um, that are happening in this book. Like the heroine goes to a rare woman-run bank to secure financing for her and her siblings' features. Like, nice. I need to read some history books because this sounds like a fascinating thing to read about. Like, I want to read the book, but I also then want to read the supplementary material about this woman-run mm-hmm. bank. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love rad women doing uh, career things mm-hmm. in historicals. That is, that might be another trip tonight of mine. All right. Yeah, yeah. Rad women doing rad things, especially at times when they're being pushed down. Um, so, and there's there's like all this stuff about managing money that happens in this book. Um Apparently, uh, our hero, the Marquis of McAlpin, has difficulty dealing with numbers, but March is actually really good at managing money and understanding complexing accounting, so we'll see where that happens. (laughs) I love this. Does it say when this book is coming out? Because my sister is actually really good with money, and her birthday is May 11th. I feel like this book might be out already, but I'm going to check on that. Spoiler alert, Chrissy, if you're listening to the podcast, there's a real good chance <laughs> that you are getting this book for your birthday. Love, Trisha. Oh, why are you saying May? Like, that's not a date. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, we'll figure that out. We'll, we'll one way or another, she also has a graduation in June. So one way or another, my sister can have, can you give me the author in the um, title one more time, Jess? That is The Luck of the Bride, which is the third book in the Cavendish Heiresses series by Jana... J-A-N-N-A, McGregor. Jana McGregor. All right. Chrissy, if you're listening to this, don't buy this book for yourself because you're getting it from me. And the cover is pale pink. 
Okay. Well, let's not give the whole thing away to her. She's listening to the podcast. Keep an eye out for a pale pink cover. Yeah. Skip ahead, Chrissy. Skip ahead like 15 or 30 seconds. We'll see. Oh, Oh, man. Yeah. So once again, thanks thanks for that. And you can follow uh, the author, Jana McGregor, on all of the various thingies. And my thanks to Jana for helping me figure out what I can get for my sister for her birthday. You can go on Twitter and follow her at her name, Jana McGregor, and the same on Instagram, Jana McGregor. Um, she didn't have to deal with underscores and all of that <laughs> stuff. Nobody stole her social media identity, <laughs> is what you're saying, Gus? No, not at all. Oh, yes, man. that's what I'm saying. Um, all right, well, we have a few minutes left. Um, we're at about 45, so we don't have a ton, but we've got a little time. What do you want to do with our last few minutes? Let's do some book recs. I love it. All right. Do you want to do some ROM Book Love recs? I do. Okay. So if you haven't heard of ROM Book Love, it was a, let's call it a project. A project started by Anna Kokui. Is that how you say her last name? I hope it is. C-O-Q-U-I. Kokui. Um, on Twitter, I think primarily, but also um, on various blogs and Instagram and however you wanted to share on the interwebs your love of romance. Um, and this month was the start of another series of Rom Book Love prompts. It's uh, one of those daily prompt things that has started a lot of conversation and book recommendation and love and gushing and all of that good stuff um, across the the net. Um, And we thought we would go through a few of those prompts and talk about some books that we really like, or maybe some authors, maybe not individual books, but authors that do one of those things really well. Yeah. And I actually talked with Anna last, I want to say it was like last July, so July of 2017, which was another Rom Book Love month. Mm-hmm. The hashtag is Rom Book Love, R-O-M-B-K-L-O-V-E, if you're trying to find it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I talked with her about where it came from, why she was doing it. Um, we'll link to that because I think a lot of the same things still apply. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has done a really great job, too, of recruiting a lot of really smart, cool, interesting folks who... Uh, she does a, a new post every day about specific to each of the topics or themes. So, you know, the May 1st was once upon a time, May 2nd was betas. Um, and she's got somebody and often it's her, but uh, sometimes it's other people talking about those different things, which just, I don't know, it just makes it sort of a fun interactive way for people to kind of respond to different things. Mm-hmm. Um, Although I did, I told Jess before we started, I was surprised by, I had a little bit of trouble. I always have trouble with these because I start thinking too hard about it. And uh-huh. I'm like, I'm going to think more about this and then I'm going to tweet about it. And then I just never do because I can't stop thinking about it. So we're going to talk about it now. It's going to be okay. All right. Let's do that. So what do you got? Let's, so for I, I kind of went down the line and like thought about some of the ones. So I might jump around and I might skip a couple of the days up to the day that the podcast is going to be released, which is Monday the 8th. Um, so I I had to think a lot about the openings one, uh, which was Once Upon a Time. Mm-hmm. Like the question was like openings that really grabbed you in, like the way a story started. And then I remembered, you know, I was really intrigued by the blurb for Tessa Dare's When a Scott Ties the Knot, 
But I, oh, yeah. I opened that book and started reading the, those letters and was like, oh my God, I need to know her more. Because if you haven't re- uh, read it, the premise is that the heroine, um, we don't learn until later, she, she doesn't want to um, have a season. So she creates a fiance that she met on the beach, um, who is a soldier and has gone back to war. Um, and the opening is her letters to him that she's just writing and thinks they're just being sent to any random person. Well, they're just being thrown away is probably what she thinks, but they are being sent to a person. Um, and they're the greatest insight into her mind. And, like, you want to know her more just from reading these letters. And they're just great. Um, so that's When a Scott Ties the Knot by Tessa Dare, which is in the middle of um, her Castles Ever After series. But you don't have to read those in any order. At least I don't no. think so. And speaking of smart women, I, if I'm remembering right, the heroine in that book is a scientist. She is. She's studying like the mating rituals of lobsters, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. And she, yeah. she's like a fabulous like science artist. Like she she can draw oh, basically yeah. any any creature. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, if you if Sorry. if that's one of your trope tonight's, you should definitely check that one out. Mm-hmm. Um and I had actually, I had one for the Once Upon a... Or actually, I remembered that I had mentioned a couple before. Um, one of them was The Duchess War by Courtney Milan, um, because it starts out with both the hero and the heroine in hiding. <laughs> I love uh, that. Yeah. The, actually, I, I looked it up before we started. And um, again, this is The Duchess War by Courtney Milan. The first lines are, Robert Blaisdell, the ninth Duke of Claremont, was not hiding truth he'd retreated to the upstairs library of old Guildhall, far enough away from the crowd the noise of the ensemble had faded to a distant rumble and it was true that nothing else nobody else was about also true he stood behind thick curtains of blue-gray velvet which shielded him from view and he'd had to move the heavy davenport in order to get there <laughs> but he'd done all that not to hide himself but because and this was a key point in his rather specious train of logic uh, in this centuries-old structure of plaster and timber work, one of the on- only one of the panes in the windows was open, and that happened to be the one secreted behind the sofa. <laughs> so anyway, he's like hiding behind curtains, and then he finds the heroine like hiding behind a couch. Like they're just <laughs> both hiding in this thing. And anyway, this is a book that I love for many, many reasons. He's actually also, to the extent that I could tell you what a beta male is, which is further down the line, probably the best example that I can think of of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you haven't read The Duchess War, uh, that's that's a great one. And I also um, mentioned in an earlier podcast, Madly by Ruthie Knox, which starts out with a woman very conspicuously trying to spy on her mother and <laughs> running into the hero in a bar in New York. So track that one down as well. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. That reminds me to push that one up because I realized I had the an earlier book in that series, but I don't have that one. So I need to mm. I need to get on that. Um, yeah. So those are our day one uh Ron Book Love prompt responses. Day two, as Trisha mentioned, is about uh beta heroes. Um there are some really good conversations on Twitter about the whole alpha versus beta, what makes a beta, what makes an alpha, who who's a good beta, are they really beta, why beta, 
does beta matter? Like there are so many conversations about it. Um, so in the context of my thought on beta, it's, it's kind of the way that I can't remember who it was. It might've actually been Courtney Milan explaining that, um, when I think of alpha, I think of like angry, loud, aggressive, but you know, they can be sweet, but they're like, the people who want to be in charge, they, and I like books featuring beta dudes, don't get me wrong, but because sure. <laughs> they have their places. Most heroes do, unless they're just terrible. Um, that right. is not yeah. an alpha. That is what we like to call an alpha hole, um, which I do not enjoy reading, but I do enjoy reading just like people who have strong feelings they are more outward about it than inward, et cetera, et cetera. So as as you can probably tell, I don't even know what an alpha hero is. Um, I'll tell you who one is. Um, but if we're talking about betas, I'm going back to Courtney Milan, but while I love the Brother Sinister, the heroes in the Cyclone books mm. are awesome examples of what a beta hero can be. They're thoughtful, they're considerate, they understand their flaws, and they don't go... <sighs> What's the word? Trisha can see me gesturing. You I was just going to say, you guys can't see it. Just just is doing like sort of a, like pushing out with her hands from her chest. It's like a wide gesture. There's a lot of sighing. I'm there's, not really sure what the word is. To be honest I don't know you. what the word is either. They're, like there's... Read, Retrade me uh, and hold me and you will understand what a beta hero is in contemporary romance. Like that's probably the best (laughs) advice we can give anyone at this point. There's probably no word or gesture that can really encompass that advice. So that's a better that's a better option anyway. Yeah, because no one really knows or can put into words. At least, you know, if they do, they are better at words than me, which means they're probably romance authors and they're writing about it on Twitter. So go on Twitter. Uh, For what it's worth, just A for effort. You definitely were trying to get there. I was trying so hard. I even have stuff written down and could not like it fully encompass the consideration of what a beta hero is. I don't know. But let's move on unless you have thoughts. Nope. I uh I'm this is a mystery to me as well. So I I feel like I like heroes who are nice. That's all I got. We like nice, kind people. Yeah. Thoughtful, considerate. I also like heroines who are nice, to be honest. So I Yeah. Don't yeah, I don't really I don't like mean heroines. At least not that aren't like self aware. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. But anyway, moving on. Um, moving on. The third day of Ron Book Love is groveling. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, in part because I read so much that I sort of forget things as I move farther away from books. Sure. I had to think about this one and really like sit at each book that I had read in the past year and think about was there a scene with good groveling um there's actually a really good uh blog post that if you go on twitter and find the hashtag um it's by Jen Reads Romance that has 
lots of really good examples of groveling. But one that I um, actually remembered, it's in a very short amount of time, which is um, the novella A Delicate Affair by Lindsay Evans, which is the first book in the Decades series, um, which is this fabulous project that a bunch of uh, Black romance authors got together to produce about Black Black people falling in love in various decades of the 20th century. And this is the first one. Um, There's a rich girl who isn't sure if she wants to go to college and a ragtime player because why not? That's awesome. Um, And and they both have scenes at which they really need to grovel about their own things that they messed up. And it's great to see that balance um, because they both come to realizations and know that they have to do some work to actually get the other person back in their life. One happens a little earlier, one happens later. um, And it's not the very end. Like, you know how sometimes you read a book that the last page is groveling and then it's like, and they kissed and the end. Yeah. Sometimes I want a little more. (laughs) Yep. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's going on my uh, read on the plane to RT list. Um, so I I came up with sort of an author example, but I'm going to mention a specific book. Mm-hmm. And the author is Tracy Lissay, and the book is Love on My Mind, um, which is a great book. But it's about a PR executive named Chelsea who goes to work with this, like, very, uh, like, brilliant tech CEO who is a genius. You know, think of your, like, Apple, your Google, your, I don't know, Spotify, whatever, uh, whatever your favorite tech company is, uh, <laughs> who is – Brilliant, but also not great with people mm-hmm. uh, and has sort of a couple of PR disasters and he needs a PR specialist to help him, but he does not want one. And so his um, business partner and friend hires Chelsea, but they contingent, she's it's contingent on Adam not knowing that Chelsea works in PR. So she pretends to just be his neighbor who like needs some help when it's raining outside and they build this relationship and they, and she knows that it's a problem that she's not telling him who she actually is, but she also knows that if she does tell him, it might kind of derail him. And so I guess it's like a little bit of a spoiler to know that eventually all of that comes to a head. Uh, but also if you have ever read any romance ever in the <laughs> world, uh, then you probably know that that's eventually going to come to a head. Mm-hmm. And um, and one of the things that I like about this example, even though I actually think that the other two books in this series also involve some groveling, I like that in this example it is Chelsea who is the heroine who has to do the groveling mm-hmm. as opposed to Adam. I feel like a lot of times the hero grovels. And I yeah. like that yeah. in this example, it is not the hero. It is the heroine who kind of messed up a little bit. So um, again, that's Love on My Mind by Tracy Livesey. I have to say that book actually, like that was the first book that I recall reading in which there is a black heroine who like explains the process of drying hair as different than the process of drying hair for someone whose hair is finer. And it was Ah, first that scene like stands out to my memory more than a lot of other things in the book. And I don't know why. (laughs) 
I think it's awesome, right? Like, I think because you got to see a thing that you don't get to see anywhere else. Yeah. It's, That's awesome. It, it, yeah. was, it was pretty no, awesome. No, I actually remember that scene. Yeah, because she is, like, stuck in the rain. And she actually has to figure out how she's going to do that. Right? Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah. Because she's at this random guy's house. Because she's trying to get him as a client. It's a whole thing. Yeah. It's a whole anyway, thing. Yeah, just read it. Yeah. Just read everybody. It's great. So... Um, but yeah, that was my, like I said, there are other examples by her, but, but that's stick with love on my mind, at least to start. Yes. And, and those are great books. Um, and then the next day is foodie romances. And I'll tell you, Trisha, apparently most of my foodies are bakers. (laughs) Ah, tell me more, Jess. The first one that I thought of immediately was Rebecca Weatherspoon's Wrapped. And if you look at the cover of Wrapped, you think it's a Christmas romance. I was just going to say, is that the Christmas one? Because I think that's the one I haven't read. And to be fair, it does take place around Christmas time and there's Christmassy stuff that happens. But you can read it any time of the year. It's not one of those like the holidays are great seasons to all like you really feel like you have to read it at Christmas. The cover has a dude that looks like he's wearing a Santa hat, but just pretend he's just wearing red. Um, And uh, there's lots of torso in this one. Sorry, Trisha. Uh, No, don't apologize. I'm uh, just as teasing the fact that I'm going to do a romance covers with no abs as a response to all the people that keep complaining about all the abs on romance covers. Like, okay, first of all, there's nothing wrong with that. Second of all, here's a bunch of covers that don't have abs on them, so I don't want to hear about it from you. Sorry, that was a tangent. Continue, Jess. So in Wrapped, the heroine Shay is a baker. She has left her job in an office to open her own bakery and makes fantastic cupcakes. And... Our hero, whose name I just completely blanked on, um, really likes them. And they actually sort of re-meet on a dating app. Um, and that's how they they get back together after having worked together in an office that neither of them works in anymore. Um, but there's a lot of description of beautiful baked goods and the process of baking um and just like don't be hungry when you read this book um and another one is beard science by penny reed which is oh great one in the middle of the winston brothers series um but i mean you can pick that one up you'll be spoiled for a couple of the things in the earlier books like oh the couples end up together um, what? <laughs> but if you're okay with knowing that, then you can read that without reading the other Winston Brothers series. But I mean, you can just read the other Winston Brothers series too, because just read the whole thing. They're all great. Um, side note: also, another baker um, is the heroine of Katrina Jackson's From Scratch, which I came across a few weeks ago. Um, because uh, Kat herself had posted, you know, read my book, but it was like, baker, police officer, fireman, love triangle? Heck no. Thruple. And I was like, give me that book. (laughs) So if that's your thing, From Scratch uh, by Katrina Jackson. So those are are my bakers that are foodies. (laughs) 
I will say like, I am not a foodie. And so I was coming up blank on this, except as you were talking, I was remembering how much Indian food I ate while reading A Bollywood Affair by Sally Dove. Oh gosh. Like, I feel like at one point they were making food and I went to the Indian restaurant down, like I put the book down (laughs) Went to Masala Art, which is the Indian place down the street from where I live, and I was like, I need all of the Indian food, please. And then I took it home and I continued reading. But also, the reason that that story is exceptional is that that book is so great that the fact that my love for the food made me put the book down is a little bit of a miracle. So. Oh, it's yeah, that book is great. I love it. That, um, that but is anyway, the first that is the first book that I started listening to at work because I, I used to have a job where I just listened to audiobooks all day while I was doing really rote work on the computer. Got to the end of my work day, had to leave, was not done with the book, downloaded the ebook when I got home and finished the book in print because I was not going to wait until the next day when it was time to listen to more of the book. That sounds like a lot of really good choices. I will also say recently, within the last week, A Distant Heart by Sonali Dove was on sale for like two bucks. So check and see if that's still there. Because if it is, your best life choice is to go find that for yourself. Yeah, she writes amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Oh, right now it's $3. So get that. Yeah. I mean, still not bad. Yeah. Yeah, well worth it. All right. All right. What else do we want to knock out before we before we wish everyone well? Well, let's let's skip the next two days. I mean, books that you don't have to read, hungry, um, or you can read, hungry books with single parents. Really? Oh, I actually have. I, I will. I'm going to give you a single parent one. Yes, um, give it because. So actually, I'm going to give you two because this is a surprisingly a thing that I realize apparently I read a lot of. <laughs> but I will only read a single parent book if the kids are great. I know it's not realistic. <laughs> I don't care. That is the only kind of single parent book I am interested in reading. I have a the feeling kind... I know one of the ones you're going to recommend then because I am thinking about an awesome child right now. But are you keep going. Of His convenient husband by Robin Covington. I am. Oh yeah, you called it because I've been talking nonstop about this book, but I think I realized that I haven't actually talked about it on the podcast. Uh, so His Convenient Husband uh, is a it's a gay marriage of, of convenience book, which is how Robin described it when I first heard her talking about it on a panel, which mm-hmm. is the day that I bought it, because um, she kind of said, I had never seen a gay marriage of convenience, and that seemed <laughs> weird because why not? And uh, so one of the heroes has a child, um, his uh first husband died so he's a, a widow um or widower i don't remember which is which for being a widower or widower anyway his husband died uh but they had a, a son or a, a son who is i think it's fair to say at least gender let's go with gender say, non-conforming probably is the best, yes, gender best way to say it yeah he wears dresses at times and skirts and you know he's just kind of doing his own thing and mm-hmm. his dad is super supportive of it has like is very excited about it and uh the i'm like looking at my so that's isaiah who has um he lost his husband he is raising their teenager um and he uh finds victor who is a um a visiting principal ballet dancer who is applying for russian asylum is not granted asylum and so is potentially being forced to go back to Russia where uh, gay men are targeted and persecuted. And so Isaiah says, well, let's just get married. You can stay here. Um, And Isaiah is, 
So he's, again, he's a single parent. And he does make some parenting decisions in the book where I'm kind of like, I don't know if that's what I would have done. But I think that's kind of what Robin's going for, right? Mm -hmm. It's complicated and it's hard. And it's, you know, uh, he loves his family. He loves his son. He loves Victor, as it turns out. Uh, (laughs) I keep telling people this book made me cry like twice in the last 30 pages. Um, But it's it's really, really good. It, uh, It does sort of... It's a really good, I think, portrayal of um, Isaiah and his son could be happy and be a really good, strong family, just the two of them, and yet Victor is able to bring in another dimension, right? Like, it's not Mm a, oh my gosh, I need to find another parent, but it's a, you are a added positive to our family. Yeah. Um, And that's a really lovely thing. Um, That is a really lovely thing. And the other one I will give you is Sustained by Emma Chase, which is a very different end of the spectrum. Uh, (laughs) Emma Chase writes romantic comedy, and she writes, like, sort of dirty romantic comedy. Um, But this is not so much a single parent as an older sister who, because, of course, this happens a lot in romance. Yeah, Uh, it does, Her parents died. Yeah, (laughs) her parents died, and she has, like, five siblings. Um, And they are all significantly younger. So she is trying to raise her, like tiny i feel like the youngest kid in this book is like two and the oldest is like 14 so she's like trying to raise all these kids and like finish her graduate degree and all this stuff and uh she starts seeing jake well the reason she starts seeing jake is because one of her brothers tries to like steal his wallet (laughs) and uh he's like uh this is not a thing but it's 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 a um first person hero perspective so it's a first person male perspective which you don't always get in romance, mm-hmm. especially in male-female romance. Um, Although so she does that a lot. She does that pretty consistently, mm-hmm. but a lot of authors don't. So if that's your thing that you're excited about, then that's great. It's just another example of, like, the kids are either adorable or, like, awkwardly teenage, but you get why and you understand them. Mm-hmm. So, like, in both of these cases, the kids are great, and I understand that that is wildly unrealistic, and I'm okay with it because I'm not a parent. So I don't want to have to deal with annoying kids. I am happy to deal with all of the like lovely, charming, doing their best, well-intentioned kids. Excellent. And I will continue to do that. So those are my single parent books. But those are now I'm out. Like I'm out of picks for, for all of Rom Book Love. All right. Well, let's, since you've gone to the single parents and we are going long, I'm going to skip my auto buy because I'm pretty sure everyone on this podcast knows who my big auto buy is is Alyssa Cole it's Alyssa Cole yeah okay (laughs) I love that by episode eight we know each other this well Jess we try we try um and let's talk about cowboys I don't have any specific books to recommend because the um I don't have like an ideal cowboy but there are some authors who do really interesting things with cowboys, so I thought I'd throw them out and you could try a few of her of theirs out. The first is Beverly Jenkins because mm, she cool. writes American historical books with black men wearing cowboy hats. Stetsons, I know. It's called a Stetson. Well done, Jess. Don't kill me. Um, so um, if you really want like cowboy cowboys, I would go with something like Destiny's Embrace. Um, but she's got people who live all over um, the country. So try those out. Um, another author that I only recently discovered, maybe in the past six months or so, is Lori Wilde. 
And she writes contemporary uh, romances with cowboy always in the name. There was one that I picked up called Cowboy, It's Cold Outside. I really needed that one. Um, And there is The Cowboy and the Princess. Uh, That sounds like lots of fun. And um, How the Cowboy Was Won, which I think um, is... I think that's the right one, is the one that I read recently in which the the hero and heroine have kind of an Emma, Mr. Nightlake thing going, and it's perfect, and I loved it. Um, also, the cowboy is actually, like, a scientist. <laughs> so I love that. He loves that's wearing awesome. boots and Stetsons, but then he goes to the observatory and does astrophysics and astrobiology. So, you know, whatever kind of cowboys you want from that. Um, and then another very different kind of cowboy, still in contemporary sense, but actually doing cowboy stuff, are most of the cowboys in the books by Lorelai James. I mean, they're they're either out on ranches or they're on the rodeo circuit. Um, sometimes they're all on the rodeo circuit with one special lady, but... Those are the things that you have to discover on your own because she is very prolific as well. So just try pick one up. If you don't like that one, try the next one because there's so many different things happening in all of her books. But if you really like some erotic romance with your cowboys, that is the direction you want to go into. Ranches and Rodeos, brought to you by Lorelai James. I like it. <laughs> all right. So... Um. Okay. So that's Ron Book Love for us. Um, for now. Maybe we'll talk more about it in a couple of weeks. But yeah, for yeah, now. For now. We've we've made it up to the Monday of May, the first Monday of May. Um, so if you're listening to this later on, um, go back to May 2018 and see what the rest of those prompts are. Exactly. Uh, and just so you guys know, a lot of those cowboy books were for me. I asked Jess specifically because I love cowboys. <laughs> uh, I've made a lot of bad decisions. Um, okay. So we won't. We don't have time to get into that, unfortunately, and also fortunately for all of us. But <laughs> we if remember. you were going to be at RT, <laughs> well, we'll see. If you're going to be at RT, let us know. We would love to see you there. Um, find us on Twitter. I am at Trisha underscore reads. And I am at Jess is reading. All one word. Perfect. And if you uh, feel free to hit us on Instagram too, I am at Trisha Haley Brown. And I am at Jess underscore is underscore reading. Oh, so many underscores, Jess. Underscores. Um, our email addresses will also be in the full show notes on bookriot.com, as will the links to, I've been, uh, there's going to be so many links, you guys. So <laughs> many links. Be excited. It's going to be great. It's exciting. Um, but yeah, we're excited to see you at RT or to hear from you elsewhere. Um, thank you so much to our sponsors for sponsoring the show. Um, that is Geekarella um, from my side. And I'm looking for who the author was because I we've been talking about so many books I forgot her name. Uh, it's Ashley Poston. <laughs> Ashley Poston. You, you notice how even I couldn't remember her name? I, was, I keep mixing up her and Ainsley Patton, and I don't know why. But that's just another story mm-hmm. for another day. Um, and... Fair. The Luck of the Bride by Jana McGregor. All right. Tell us all. We talked about too many things for us to do a rundown about what you should tell us about. So just tell us about whatever you're excited about. Anything you want. And tell us if anything anything that you have, like, been really affected by or in either direction. We got a really funny um, thing on Twitter about someone who just, like, died 
from listening to us talk about a sponsor. So <laughs> who knows? I mean, you know, yeah. I feel like this podcast is affecting people in a lot of different ways, and I am not sorry. So, uh, so good. We will look forward to hearing more and seeing all of you at RT or hearing from you otherwise. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Happy, Happy reading. reading.